It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Hello, friends. How are we all doing? Has it been a good week? Has it been a good week? You guys are like my little, my little unknown audience. And you know what? I'm starting to love it. I'm starting to like, I feel like we have. This is like our secret little space that no one knows about. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just tired. And, but genuinely, like I appreciate you all, but I have no idea who you are. So there's something quite special in that. Something quite special in that. And actually, now that I think about it, that links in quite well to what I thought we'd talk about for today. And as usual, this isn't planned. This is just an idea that I thought I wanted to share with you. So I recently watched a video, well, I didn't watch the whole thing, but a girl who I follow on social, she released a YouTube video and the thumbnail was quite striking. It said, stop trying to be the best version of you. Start trying to be the real version of you. And I just thought, wow, wow, all the time. I slash we as a society say, you know, all about self-development to try and be the best version of you. That's the goal. And sometimes I do find myself becoming a little bit disillusioned with the self-development industry because as a fixer myself, someone who likes to always be working on something, I do occasionally find myself thinking, well, when does it end? And watching her sort of have this revelationary moment reminded me of the revelationary moment I had about, was it like three years ago now? Three years ago, two years ago, a while ago, when I realised that I had been holding myself back based on what I thought other people would think, trying to just be what they wanted without realising how sort of backwards that was and that actually people don't know what they want and it's not like people have a clipboard in their mind rating you out of five or ten every single moment. They're just focusing on themselves and half the time don't really recognise what you're doing, let alone judge you. But because we're so busy constantly judging ourselves, we assume that everybody else is doing the same. And so it just brought me back to to that moment, realising that actually what is the best version of ourselves? The best kind of implies that we're not the best yet. And I personally see ourselves as humans, as us as individuals, as not on sort of a constant upward trajectory, but just sort of fluid, you know, in terms of what we achieve in our years and in our lives. Yes, I do see that as an upward trajectory because we learn more and we experience new things and we contribute more to the world. But in terms of ourselves and the improvement of ourselves, we're just constantly changing. Our environment's changing, the relationships that we have are changing, the jobs that we have, everything's changing and so we change with it. And yet everybody's trying to be this best version of themselves without ever stopping to think, well, what's actually truly me? What's the real version of me look like? Because what we'll probably find is that we don't feel the best when we're being 
you know, yeah, yes, we feel good when we've been for a run and we've meditated and we've crossed off off our to-do list. But if the things on our to-do list weren't, like, didn't resonate with us, didn't make us feel authentic, if going for a run felt like we were trying to be somebody that we were not, if meditating really actually didn't feel right for us, then we wouldn't feel good after doing all of these things that we think is us being the best version of ourselves. So maybe for today's episode, we just put away this idea of our best selves and the striving to get there. I don't want you to be listening to my podcast because you're trying to be the best version of you. I want you to recognise that you're listening to this. If, if you're somebody that's listened to multiple of my podcasts, you're back because you resonate with my words and the way that I describe things hit something for you it just works and there are a lot of people who won't resonate with what I say and won't like the way that I say it and that's fine because there's a lot of people who I don't resonate with you know Jordan Peterson I must find um, Gary Vee very repetitive but I respect them but we should all be focusing on yes understanding how different people communicate and listening to people that we might not wholeheartedly agree with their content but being around things that make us feel more like us or make us connect more with our true selves. And I hope that this isn't sounding super elusive in any way and confusing. But the truth is that there is a part of you that does come out sometimes and is you when you're feeling your true self. And maybe when I ask, and you'll have had me ask you before, and if you're new to this podcast, then this is something that I ask quite a lot. It's what three words describe you at your best. But actually, I I think I'm having all these revelations on this podcast. I think I might change that. I think I might change that to what three words describe you when you really, truly feel like you. And some people, yes, will bring in the negative well, you know, I'm naturally quite an impatient person, but that's not the point. When you feel truly empowered, that you're like, what does the truly empowered version of you feel like? Not the best version of you, but the version of you that feels most authentic, like you're not having to try and everything just comes naturally. For some reason, whenever I'm around uh, my partner's parents, I just feel like the best version, not ha, here I am again. I feel like a really authentic version of me. And of course, I feel like that around my own family. Yes, but obviously when we're around our own family, and I know that one of, at least one of my members of my family listens to this podcast. Hello. Um, we all know that when you're around your family, you're used to being around them. It's very comfortable. And so you, <laughs> you more just say what's on the top of your mind or you just feel super comfortable. But yet when you're with anyone outside of your family or your sort of extended family, your partner, whatever that, you, you, whatever that might look like. It's very rare that we're actually ourselves. So I'm not saying that I don't feel like myself around my family, I do. But it's very noticeable when we feel like ourselves around certain friends and certain other people. And I always feel really proud of myself when I'm at my partner's parents' house, because for some reason I just feel like myself. I feel like I'm accepted as myself. I feel like I don't have to overthink anything that I say. And yet what I do say is kind 
it's, you know, I challenge them on certain things. I'm courageous in what I say, but I'm kind and I'm helpful because it, and it just feels so real. And the other day I had another weird experience where, again, my partner is getting a a jacket framed and we went to a local framers in the town that we live in and there was just this woman who had a little shed in the back of her garden uh, where she literally hand creates frames and it was amazing to see and she was incredible and I just felt so safe and just felt like I could be me when I was around her and the same goes for my friend, my best friend, who I've known since I was, how old was I? I think I would have been, year three is six to seven, so seven, seven to eight. Uh, oh, sorry, no, what am I doing? Year three is a seven to eight. <laughs> I just worked with them. I was trying to figure it out, but yeah, anyway. Um, and I've, so I've known her since I was seven, which is crazy, but... From it's not that over time we've become comfortable with each other, and like obviously can't speak for her, but from day one, almost almost from the day I saw, from the moment I'm, I saw her, let alone spoke to her, and I know that sounds weird, but I just had this connection and this feeling like I could be myself and ask whatever I wanted to ask, and and I hope as I'm talking through this, you can reflect on some people where that's the same for you, and it's crazy because. It's miraculous that, and again, I might just be a solo example here and maybe you're all yourselves and your best selves and your real selves every single moment of the day. Maybe it's just me. But recently it's just hit me on certain occasions where it just feels like I'm so in tune with myself and almost, in a sense, unable to harm anybody because what I'm saying is just so authentic and when you're authentically you... You can't be unkind. Anyone who's unkind is sort of at a... It's almost... Unkindness is almost a disease. A disease, right? Because it's a dis, disease is you being at dis-ease. <laughs> That's why it was so difficult for me to say. Disease, disease. And when, when you're not being kind or when someone's not treating you the way that you feel they should be or is, is right, it's because they're not in a authentic place within themselves they're they've got some kind of confusion they've got some kind of challenge or obstacle that's preventing them from being in alignment with with their real self so maybe just with me now reflect on moments where in your life where you haven't you've you've felt obstacle free just able to be yourself and maybe maybe one or two of you actually can't think of any time and if that's the case, then you've got a bit of an inside job to do first. And I mean, I'll, I'll admit, the moments I've just spoken about, the two most striking moments when I really felt like I could be myself, was in the last year and a half, right? Because, you know, a few years ago, I wasn't self-aware. I wasn't on this sort of... I was trying to self-develop myself trying to develop myself sorry but I was also at university and I was trying to be confident when I actually deep down wasn't I was authentically putting in myself my, myself in positions that felt right 
But then the obstacles I encountered from other people meant I ended up having to defend myself quite a lot and overthink what I was doing and feel fear of what other people were were thinking. And I'm not blaming other people. It was completely my my perception and I probably made it worse for myself. In fact, I did. But these times when I've been able to be myself have been fairly recent in the last three years. So if you can't actually think of any time, then it might be that you've got a bit of self-awareness to do. And you've got a bit of self-discovery to do and <laughs> get a little, little plug here. But gen- genuinely, my three-day course, uni, the, self- the Self-Development University to Discover Yourself, the whole point is of, of uni, the reason why it sounds like university, but it's actually spelled y- U as in Y-O-U-N-I, is because the ultimate university we need to go to is the university to discover who we really are and I mean we'll never know and it's a we're never the same no second are we the same as we were before so self-discovery never ends but recognizing what your values are recognizing what you actually feel like when you feel authentically you and in line with yourself and in self-control understanding what you look like when you're being that way what boundaries you deserve and need to put in place, those sorts of things. Just getting to know you and what you your limits are and what you can put up with and what maybe you need to work on. One of the biggest things is recognising what triggers you. I spoke to a guy today who is going to be doing the my, my WhatsApp support service, which is just, if you're interested, 24-7 access to my phone number. <laughs> so you uh, you can message me anytime you like. It's a paid service, of course. Um, and then once a month, we have a coaching session, so I can, we can do a little bit of digger-deeping, but deeper digging, digging, dig- I don't know what I just said. But <laughs> essentially, it's like having a coach or a therapist or a friend in your pocket. You can message at any point. Anyway, he was saying that he gets so frustrated when he feels like people aren't listening to him. And the point, the problem isn't the other people. The amazing thing is that he recognised that that's simply a trigger. And when you recognise what your triggers are, you can look out for them. And when you know what a trigger is, and him knowing that this is his trigger, next time it happens, he'll be able to say, oh yeah, hang on a minute. The reason I feel so frustrated is because I have a real thing people not listening to me. So actually, my reaction and my frustration and what I'm feeling right now isn't because of this person, but it's because of my own personal triggers. So that's all part of becoming the best. Best, I keep doing it. I keep doing it. It's a lingo. It's a habit. Just comes off the tongue, rolls off the tongue. But I have never, ever felt as good as I did when I moved to London for the second time after the pandemic, so, what, three years ago now? And I just felt so in tune with myself. And no, not everything was perfect. And I did have days when I felt lower or flatter, and I learned so much about myself during that time. But I was I was in a good place mentally. And I just learned to appreciate myself. And a big part of that, actually, was focusing on my strengths, Prior, like a a year and a half prior, I had so much grief and that led to a lack of authenticity. I didn't know who I was. I wasn't confident in myself. 
I didn't think I was a, you know, a good person. I didn't have a good mindset. And that started to change when I got into uh, another nine to five job with a manager who was so supportive, so non-judgmental and just wanted to support me and see me do well. And that was something I hadn't, hadn't felt like I'd seen for a while outside of my mum. <laughs> and so having that and having done that for, what was it, eight, six, six months, a year, a year, I think. And then moving to London, so I'd been in the job for a year. And it started to make me aware of how focusing on your strengths isn't, you know, ignorance of your weaknesses. It's just saying that actually I've only got one life to live. And if I don't focus on my strengths, then I'm never going to get good at anything. And so focusing on my strengths and my passions and what I love to do and what I enjoyed doing helped me to recognise who I was and helped me to like myself more because, well, I was doing things that I enjoyed. I was connecting with myself creative, creatively and I felt proud of myself for my achievements. So have a look at what you do at work. Have a look at what you do at home. Have a look at what you do in your spare time. Are you playing to your strengths or are you constantly feeling like you're fighting to be somebody that you're not? Fighting to achieve things that actually, one, you don't care about achieving and two, you're not very good at either. Because I tell you what, you know, the one, the, the, the one and only thing you need is passion. If you've got a bit of talent and you're fairly good at it, then that's great. Bish bash bosh. But the two things I put together was positive psychology, which I had a massive passion passion for, with public speaking, which I never had a natural skill for. And I've just had to work really hard to develop that skill. And trust me, it's still developing. But if you just go for what you're naturally good at, but you don't enjoy it and you don't really care about the wins either, you're just doing it because you're good at it. And so people say you should, you're never going to feel fulfilled and you're never honestly going to feel like yourself. So we've already, and hopefully you did this, but if you didn't, I'll remind you, if I can remember myself, you were looking at, yes, that was it, all the areas in your, sorry, all of the moments recently or from a while ago where you really felt like yourself. Moments in your life where you just felt like you could be you and the people you were around or the thing that you were doing just bought the best out of you. It bought the real version of you out. And you just fell on top of the world. We've done that. And then now we are looking at what do you actually do? (laughs) What do you do with your time, with your 24 hours a day? Are you spending it focusing on your weaknesses or things you're mediocre at? Or things you're just naturally good at but don't really enjoy? Or, Or are you actually playing to your strengths? I cannot stress that enough. And it's actually something I don't talk about very often. Maybe I should start talking about it more because it was a big thing in my in my journey so really have a think how could you play to your strengths a little bit more and let me know where you get to with that gosh how has it been 20 minutes already I, th- I think we might actually bring, bring this to a close I think if I carry on talking I'm going to end up repeating myself and all you really need to do is just have some time to think have some time to mull over what I've said and consider actually do I want to be the best version of me or maybe do I want to be the real version of B 
And I don't want you to go on this, you to feel like after this podcast, you have to go on some quest through Israel or jumping off a cliff, bungee jumping or to discover the real version of you. It's not about, it is about discovery. But, uh, and if you want to do that, you can, but it's not about discovery in that sense. You already have a real version of you inside you. You already have things you're passionate about and good at. You already have people in your life that make you feel, if not your your real self, m- feel more comfortable and more like yourself than when you're with others. So it's not about getting to the end of that journey. You know, it, it, we'd be bored if we got to the end of our development journey or our real self-discovery journey. There is no end, plot twist. There is no end. So... Get comfortable, on, get comfortable on the path. But really just use this podcast as a signal to start thinking about what you like about you more, where you feel most comfortable and sort of connecting those dots, finding out what brings that real you out. Rather than going hunting for it, it's already there. It's just about bringing it out. So... Without further ado, please, 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 I'm not begging, I'm asking very politely, if you have enjoyed this podcast and you have not yet done so, it would mean the world if you would be able to click that follow button and rate it out five stars if you're on Spotify just have a quick look now and you'll be able to see where that is and if you're on um, Apple Podcasts a review is the thing that helps to push this podcast out to more people and it also makes my day because as I said you guys are my little like (laughs) you're my little unknown secret this is our secret club it honestly feels like a secret club I just sit in a dark room with a little microphone holding it up staring into space chatting to an unknown audience so you don't have to reveal who you are you could stay my mystery audience but just popping out of your little shell and saying hi letting me know which was your favorite episode so far or you know I could never remember that the answer to that so um if I was doing it for a podcast. So just anything, a random fact about you, if you like, but uh, yeah, that might be a bit strange. Just what you think, how this has helped you, if it's helped you at all. It would be incredible. Honestly, I I've, don't check Apple Podcasts. I know I'm rambling on a little bit, but I just want you to know how much it means to me. And if you've done one already, it honestly means the world. I don't check check Apple Podcasts very often for reviews. But when I do, and, and if there is a new one, I just, or even DMs people say, if you send me a DM about this podcast, please just go and find me on Apple Podcasts if you've got it, or a podcast platform, I'm on most things. And just find the episode and just write a little review. Just write a little, write what you'd send me on DM so that other people can see it. Because the messages mean the world to me, but they also help this get out to more people. So if you're saying kind things, say it publicly and you can hide your name, you can be anonymous, that's fine too. Anyway, <laughs> that's as much as promotion from me goes. But I, if we're, yeah, let me know if you're interested in the twenty in the twenty four seven WhatsApp support. Places are basically filled for February, but um, 
as I say, you're my special little secret audience. So if you are interested, pop into my DMs or message me at inquiries at izzymiller.com. And uh, I can see if I can sort you out some space. I've got a lot of time for you guys. Anyway, that's it from me. All that's left to say is I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs>